you, Lord God. We love you today. We honor you for your presence. For you are all powerful. And there is nothing that is impossible to you. We lift our hands in praise. We speak words of adoration unto you. Because there's no one can do for us what you can do. Father, we thank you now because the time has come that we would hear a word from heaven. It is not by bread only that we live, but by every word that proceeds from your mouth. Therefore, Father, we pray now that you would speak, that we would hear so that we may heed to your word. Be glorified in this place. But most of all, Lord God, be glorified in this earthen tabernacle. Our bodies, our minds, our hearts. Be glorified through the words we speak. Through the things that we do. I pray, Father God, that you would give me now your holy word. I may impart it to the hearer and let everyone who hears your word receive it with gladness, clarity of understanding that they may apply your word. Let not one say that all oh, that was a good word and he preached sister or brother so and so should have heard but Lord this word let them say was for and we bless your name and honor you so very much. In Christ's name we pray. Thank God. If you love the Lord, come on and say amen. Come on, if you really love him with all of your heart, lift up those holy hands unto the Lord and say, I love you, Lord. Praise the Lord. On this morning, we give honor to God who is the head of our life. He is our source. And you know we know that, but we ought to confess it. Amen. I'm grateful to God for his mercy and grace. Who I'm sure that no one can tell it like my wife can. But God blessed my wife with a miracle on this week. Amen. You know, sometimes the blessings of the Lord are not so much what he gave you, but what he kept from you. Anybody glad God kept death from you this week? I'm just going to tell a short version of it. I hope she doesn't get upset at me because she didn't get to tell it first over the pulpit anyway. Amen. She's already begun to share on this past week, some, some of you all know that my wife had a, um, how do I characterize it? She had surgery on her heart. And after the operation, things were fine, things went well. She developed a blood clot. And the blood clot was there in her body, of course. And we were preparing, because the operation 
we were out of state and we were preparing to fly home. And as it was, she was suffering some pain and had made contact with the doctor's office. And the first thing that happens is the airline contacts us and says that the flight has been canceled. And of course, there was great disappointment and so forth. But we were determined to get back to Connecticut. And so we called another airline. And guess what? They had seats. We were all set to come home. And about two hours before our departure, we got a call. And they said, no, you've got to come in right now. Right now, you've got to come in right now. You can't fly. They told us specifically, you can't fly. And of course, once I believe it was that she got to the hospital, they told her, if you would have gotten on that plane and flown they said it would have been the worst case scenario how many know what the worst case scenario would have been at least for me <laughs> but sometimes God will block things from you and we're thanking God today what he blocked. I want you all to know that there's some traps that the enemy might have set for you. <laughs> but God comes along and snaps each and every one of them. Hallelujah. It's good to be in the will of God. It's good to be in the favor of God. It's good to have the mercy of God on your side. Come on, somebody, give God praise. My God, my God. And see, this is why I tell you, you want to be saved. You want to be holy. You want to be in the will of God because God is watching out for you even when you don't know to watch out. When everything looks safe, when everything looks calm, and there's no reason to be alarmed, God knows everything. And he's able to keep you from falling. He's able, watch this, to keep you from dying. He's able to keep you where he wants you. And it pays to live holy. It pays to live right. And it pays to obey God. Woo. Glory to God. Glory to God. There is a word from the Lord today. I want to talk to you when I think of the goodness of God and all that he's done for me how can I do anything else but to praise his name shout glory hallelujah for protecting me for saving me for keeping me 
for delivering me. Lord, I thank you right now. Would you please turn to the book of St. Luke, chapter 22. St. Luke, chapter 22, where we will indulge the word, verses 39 through 51 there in Luke, chapter 22. Verses 39 through 51. And when you have that, please say, I have arrived. Speaking of Jesus, here Luke begins to tell the story. And he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, come on and say the place. When he was at the place, he said unto them, pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if it be, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. What was the angel doing? Strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was as it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer, he was, want, he was come to his disciples. He found them sleeping sorrow and he said unto them why sleep ye rise and pray lest ye enter into temptation mm -hmm. and while he yet spake behold a multitude and he that was called Judas one of the twelve went before them and drew near unto Jesus to kiss him but Jesus said unto him Judas betrayest thou the son of man with a kiss when they which were about him saw what would follow, they said unto him, Lord, shall we smite with the sword? And one of them smote the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. Verse 51. And Jesus answered and said, Suffer ye thus far. And he touched his ear and healed him. The word of the Lord is blessed. And the word of the Lord is so powerfully blessed. 
we thank God for the Logos word, the written word, history, his story, Christ's story, each of the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and even John, tell stories of transitioning from one place or position to another, whether by healing or teaching or even giving them revelation knowledge that they might have the revealed word of God to understand how to proceed, what to do, where to go and where not to go. God will speak to you. God will heal and deliver you sufficiently that you can always do what he called you to do. Jesus says here in the text, pray that you fall not into temptation, not once, but twice. It serves, therefore, as a warning. Jesus is really saying something is happening now, but something also is about to happen, and you need to be ready for it when it comes. Did you hear that? We are continually transitioning, uh, transitioning or moving into another place or dimension or situation. Uh -huh. Transitioning is about being ready or prepared to enter into a new dimension or place or even a new mindset through a process of transformation, adaptation, or adjustments that we must make. In other words, God allows things to happen that we might be transformed into his truth, into his understanding, so that we are ready when it comes. Because there is something greater in the place that we're going to that we must accomplish or do. And the pre preparation doesn't begin when we get over there. The preparation begins here. Is that clear? None of us would have been ready for the level of blessings we are now enjoying or about to receive when we were 5 or 10 years old or even 20 years old. In fact, it took Jesus three and a half years to get his disciples ready to fly solo. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Because Jesus let them know that he wouldn't be with them always, but therefore they would, but they would never be alone ever because he was going to send the comforter. But they had to be prepared and introduced even to the, the Holy Spirit. It took three and a half years to prepare these men who were adults when he met them that they would be ready for the next level of their existence. So much more, it helps us to understand that we've got to prepare now for what's coming later in the year 2022. With this in mind, with this in mind, I want to preach teach, speak to you today from the topic that not only serves for today, but it actually serves for our theme, the faith of the church of God in Christ, for this year, 2022. And if you don't mind, would you repeat it? Because I want you to get it in your spirit. 
repeat our theme for 2022, which is also the subject matter for today's message. Conquering the challenges we face. Conquering. Come on and say conquering. Conquering the challenges we face. Because there will be challenges in the year 22. In each of the stories in the Bible here, there are at least three things that are consistent. I'm talking about the New Testament more specifically, but throughout the Bible, when Jesus was with them for the three and a half years there, three things that, that, that are consistent. Number one, Jesus is always or was always present with them. You've got to know that Jesus is with you right now, even through the power of the Holy Spirit. Number two, there was always an element of peril or danger that was present. You don't even know all of the traps that the enemy has set for you. But they're there. But God blocks them for you. Somebody ought to praise God for blocking that thing right there. And so as we proceed through this year, as we proceed through life, there is always an element of peril present. When I gave the testimony of my wife just a few days ago, we had no idea that she should not or could not fly. Had no idea. But God brought it to our knowledge and blocked it. When, <laughs> when we thought we were being diligent, this is not going to stop me. I, I know they may have an employee shortage, and that's why uh, the first uh, airline couldn't take us. So, so we were determined. And, and sometimes you think you're in the will of God to do that thing. You're so vehement about doing that thing. But yet, <laughs> God has something else in mind for you. And he's able to counter your moves. Checkmate. <laughs> and I'm so glad that he interrupts what we think is success. Ah, I, got, I found one. I found another flight. I found And so there's always an element of peril that exists. In fact, the Bible talks about it constantly. Luke 8, 23. But as they sailed, he fell asleep. And there came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water. And the Bible says, and were in jeopardy. And even though they were in jeopardy, Jesus is on board. Sleeping in the back. But I'm so glad that my God is never so asleep that he can't tend to our needs. In fact, he does not sleep nor slumber. But there are times when we feel like God is asleep, that he's so far away that he can't see us or hear us or feel us or that he doesn't know what's going on. But there is no place that God cannot see. There's no situation that God cannot interrupt that he would be glorified. And so with this understanding, we, the people of God, must begin to dream and reach out again for the greater. 
the greater incorporating your place, the place, your place in God that you would move and flow and do his will. God wants us to get there. There. That other place that we're striving and we're transitioning and we're adopting and we're going through all of these things. We're learning, we're hearing, we're receiving the revelation of God being transformed so we can transition into the next place, the place so that we can go to, so that we can receive, so that we can do what God is calling us to do. Are y'all with me? So God wants us to get there. And guess what? I don't know about you, but I want to get there to that place. But the problem is there are challenges. Even as we see in the text today, Jesus knew where he had to get to. He had to get to Calvary. He had to get to the cross. But his emotions were interfering. His Humanness, hum, his, his humanity was affecting his decision. But how many know that he conquered that thing? Conquering the challenges we face. This is our theme, and I'll say it again for 2022. Somebody needs to write that down. It's not a question, it's a stated fact. The, the, the text, the, the theme is not, will I, can I conquer the challenges I face? No. Conquering! It means I'm ever in the process of defeating the enemy that keeps on coming to me. But I remain steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, in the work of God. Hallelujah. Making progress. And... In this, there are requirements. Come on and say requirements. There are requirements that we must meet in order to be successful or to achieve victory in the year 2022. Often the reason we don't get there is because we're not willing to meet the requirements. How many know that you've got to meet the requirements? There are requirements that we must meet. I want y'all to hear me today. I want y'all to understand this word of God. Things don't simply just happen. You don't just walk into great blessings. You've got to be prepared for them. You've got to be ready for them. Deuteronomy 10 verses 12 and 13, Moses says this as God speaks into his heart to deliver to the people. Moses said to the people, and now, Israel, what doth the Lord thy God require of thee? Come on and say require. But to fear the Lord thy God. In other words, to reverence, to honor, to appreciate, to heed to, to yield to. But to fear the Lord thy God, to Walk in all of his ways and to love him and to serve the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul. That's everything you are right there. Verse 13 says, to keep the commandments of the Lord 
and his statutes or his laws, which I command thee this day for the good. So you see, God has requirements of you in order that he can bless you. And we have to walk fulfilling these requirements. You don't get to be blessed anyway. It matters what you do. It matters how you treat people. It matters whether or not you reverence the Lord or not. There are requirements. Can I make it more plain? We want the windows of heaven to open up and pour blessings upon us that we will be so full, we will be oozing over, that we won't even have room enough to receive. How, is, that, is that your desire? How many want so many blessings, they just, just drip off you, just fall off? They keep coming, they keep coming, but you're just wet and drenched with the blessings of God. How many of you want that? Open up windows of heaven, but yet we must understand that there is a requirement from the Lord. Bible in Malachi chapter 3 says, you've got to give your tithe and your offering. That is the requirement. It doesn't end there. How many want to see God at, at the end of this life's journey? I, I mean, you want to see. Matter of fact, matter of fact, I, I don't just want to see him. I want to live with him. Because in the judgment, I believe we all going to see him. But I want to stay with him. We want to make heaven our home. We want to live in eternal peace. But what is the requirement? There is a requirement. There's something for you to do. Hebrews 12 and 14 says, follow peace. Ah, come on, somebody help me out. Follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. That's the requirement. Follow peace with all men. Now that doesn't mean placate folk. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean do anything to get along. No, that's not what it means. If it's peace, if there's God in it, praise God. Work your way. Do what is necessary that you can still be holy. Amen. But that everybody can be happy because if not, then you need to do something else. Follow peace with all men. As much as it's possible live peacefully with all men isn't that what the bible lets us know with all men and holiness to be christ-like to reverence the lord to fulfill even uh the scripture that we first read uh, there in deuteronomy 10 12 and 13 huh, yes and holiness purity sanctification holiness without which no man shall see the lord and when we talk about seeing there, we're talking about a perpetual seeing, as in to be in his presence, to be with the Lord. Are you still with me? Now you say, Bishop, Bishop, that, that, that's a hard thing. Bishop, you mean I got to be saved always? You, you mean I got to be godly always? Yes. Remember, Christ sent the helper, the Holy Ghost. See, just because you're not feeling saved today doesn't mean that you're not saved today. Because sometimes we can have some thoughts. Sometimes we just don't feel well physically. But it doesn't mean that you're not God's property. Amen. It's one thing to, to think or feel like slapping somebody up. in the. It's one thing to feel that way. But it's a whole other thing to do it. That's why. 
That's why Jesus, on two occasions in the text today, he says, pray that ye fall not into temptation. It didn't say that you not be tempted. For we all are going to be tempted. Even Christ was tempted. But the Bible says, but he sinned not. So you're going to be tempted. That just simply means you're going to experience the emotion or the thought to do something that's contrary to Christ. But did you do it? Because you had the thought doesn't make you unsaved or unholy. And some of y'all, that's why some of y'all have to get over yourselves. You're harder on yourself than Christ is. You have, I, look, all of us go through, I can't say every day, I can't say every day, but every one of us from time to time feel like doing something that you know is not godly, but you didn't do it. <laughs> and so I venture to say, I'm not prophesying, I'm just <laughs> telling you how it is. In the year 2022, if you haven't already, well, if you haven't already, if you're going to tell me you haven't already experienced where you wanted to go off on somebody and lose it, you're probably lying. But in the year 2022, you're going to be tempted to do something that's contrary to the word and the will of God. But look at somebody eyeball to eyeball and tell them, don't you do it. Challenges that we face. We've got to conquer everyone. You're challenged, but don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do wrong. You've got to do the will and the work of God. Mm. Ah. Bishop, it's hard. Bishop, you just don't understand. Yeah, I do. I do. But you've got to understand that it is a test that if you really want the prize, you're going to have to Press through, push through. If it takes hard work, then work hard. Not to sin, not to fall. If you really want to get there, you must meet the requirements. Holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. You say you desire. David said, one thing have I desired. I want to be with him. I want to be in his presence. One thing have I desired. Can I tell you something? The intensity of your desire can be measured by the quality of your effort. You tell me that you desire to please God. You tell me you desire to be a good husband, a good wife. You tell me you desire to be a good student, a good doctor, a good lawyer. Whatever. You tell me you desire, but it is proven through the intensity of your efforts, the intensity of your action to fulfill what you say is your desire. Don't mess with me. Don't mess with me. You must meet the requirement. I'm taking my time because this is important for 2022. God will not change the rules or the requirements of his word for you. Let me get on this side and say, God will not change the rules, requirements, or his word to suit your needs or your desires because they're not needs. You don't need to do anything that's contrary to the word of God. Ah. 
See, you must begin to realize that God is not going to change his word to satisfy you. Matter of fact, I don't want to get carried away with this, but I want everybody in the room to hear what I'm saying. Let me finish first because, you know, sometimes I say raise your hand. People just jumping up. You haven't even heard what I said yet. I want you to raise your hands, everyone who has any type of degree or any significant accomplishment in life uh, that they change the rules just for you so that you could accomplish that. If that's you, if that's, I mean, they change the rules, the significant rules. I mean, like, you know, you want to be a doctor, you want to be a surgeon, okay? You want to be a surgeon, but you don't like biology. And so you want them to make an, a special exception. You want to be a surgeon, but you don't want to learn nothing about human anatomy. You don't want to learn nothing about the body. Are they going to change the rules for you so that you can become a surgeon? They tell you to go in and do some eye surgery. There you are opening up the chest. What kind of mess? God is not going to change the rules to satisfy you. It doesn't matter how long you say a thing is true. God is not going to change his mind and let it be true. God's word will forever stand. And you've got to meet the requirement of his word in order to receive his promises. My wife and I, this past Wednesday, when we did Bible study together, many of you and perhaps all of you were on that and you watched that. Isaiah, we, we talked about the scripture found in Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20. And it says, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe unto them. In other words, something tragic is about to happen to you. You may get away with it for a short while, but you're really not getting away with it at all because God's judgment will come upon you. And we see this. We see this so strongly in society today. You think just because you say that what God says, ah, that's old school. Now nah, things change now and you can do this now. You couldn't do it then, but God changed his mind. I don't think so. God's not going to change the rules. Let me deal with the story here. Jesus' greatest challenge in the text here, he endured agony, the challenge of agony. And the challenge of agony is that there's so much pain that it would cause you to stop and do something else other than what you're supposed to do. Jesus' greatest challenge was, number one, to go to the cross because nobody could just force him to. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, the son of the living God who came here for a purpose. But he had to, in order to redeem us, he had to go on his own free will to the cross. Number two, he had to allow himself to be nailed to the cross. And number three, 
he had to allow himself to hang on the cross until he died. And he had to die until all of our sins were forgiven. He had to die until, my God, my God, healing was the children's bread. He had to die until if you call his name in all sincerity and with all of your heart, God himself would hear your cry, turn back wickedness. Huh? If you seek his face, if you seek to do his will, repent of your wrong, he will turn things around. He had to stay on the cross until it was finished. It's one thing to go to a place, but it's a whole other thing to stay there until it's done, to stay there until it's over, to stay there until he could say, it is finished. It's almost over, Jesus. No, 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 no. No, I've got one Ranford that has to be born and, and give his life to me. I've got to stay on the cross that the blood would run down, my God, over 2,000 years ago. Oh, wait a minute. There's my son, Joseph. He's about to be born. Huh? I envisioned, I created him to pastor the people, to be a bishop to many. My God, I've, I've called him to be an example of holiness, an example of right. No, 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 hold it. Here's another drop. Uh, another drop of blood. Huh? The shed blood. I've got to do it willingly. I can't just go to the cross. I've got to, I got to get on the cross. I can't just get on the cross, but I got to die until no more dying is necessary. <sighs> Only Luke, the beloved physician, tells of Jesus' sweat resembling drops of blood. Matthew, Mark, and John tell the story, but they don't tell about the blood. Isn't that just like the physician who finished his course, who didn't take any shortcuts, who took the whole test and passed the test to observe that, wait a minute, wait a minute, there's something that's dripping from him that it looks like blood. And this is so significant that Luke would pick on this, pick up this, because it's nothing but the blood. Nothing but the blood that can save me. Nothing but the blood that can help me. Nothing but the blood that can give me a rite of passage to Christ. Nothing but the blood. It's shed blood. It's interesting because this is what is required of Jesus. The shed blood to save the world. It describes this, this dripping of blood as it were sweat. It describes the level of trauma that he had to endure. Conquering. Hallelujah. Conquering. Come on and say conquering. Conquering the challenges that face us. Word of God says that he has not allowed any temptation to come to you that you're not able, my God, to overcome, that you're not able to escape. He's made a way of escape. And sometimes, my God, he'll give you a way to escape into victory. And sometimes he'll give you the ability to escape slightly in the background to wait for another opportunity. My God, but he has given you the power. Come on and say, he's given me the power. He's given you the power to overcome. 
Jesus in the text knew what was before him. He was in agony. The Bible didn't say just agony. The Bible talks and let us know this word really means extreme agony. Jesus was in extreme agony. He was challenged by emotional pain because he knew what he had to do. He was threatened by the impending the impending physical pain that was to come. But worst of all, worst of all, watch this, you got to understand it. Worst of all, he was challenged by the reality that for even though it was just for a short time, but that was for a short time and soon to come because he was there in one of his favorite places right now in the garden, but he understood that in a short time, I'm going to be separated from my father. I'm going to be separated from God. It was going to be the first time ever that the son had not been with the father all because of the shame of sin. He bore our sins on the cross. He bore our shame on the cross. He who was innocent was the only worthy one that could take our place and he said yes for you. That was his challenge. But when the time becomes the test, when it's time for you to step up, Jesus, will you do it? Will you do it? Conquering the challenges we face. And he said, Lord, if it's feel many times when we know something is coming, but when it finally gets so close, we say, look, look, Lord, look, look, Lord, that, you know, I, I've considered that I, I can foresee the pain, I can foresee the shame, but, but Father, to not be in your presence, to not sense that you're there, no, oh, God, this is, this is too much, if it's possible, let this cup, there was no cup of sweetness to drink, that he might be calmed and settled in his spirit. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying this whole issue of dying for the people that I came to set free, ah, this cup that I must drink, if there's any way that I can do it some other kind of way, nevertheless, not my will. Lord God, I'm going to meet this challenge head on and I'm going to push through. Ah, weeping, I know I'm going to endure some, but weeping may endure for a night. But in the morning, it is not. I, the time is coming that I can shout hallelujah and praise the Lord. Well, I come to let you know, don't wait till the battle is over. You can start shouting and praising him right now. Because if you can shout and praise him before the challenge, it will help you through the challenge. Somebody give God some praise. Come on, somebody give God some worship right now. For it came that it might pass. And the good news is that Jesus didn't give up. He conquered the challenge to quit. He conquered the challenge to, to put it off till tomorrow. Anybody in the room ever put off what you knew was necessary today, but you wanted to put it off till tomorrow? Don't prolong it, baby, for today is the day that God has given you the grace to go through. Today is the day that God has sent help. This was the day, my God, hallelujah, God had already sent the angel. God gave him strength. Did you know that? The scripture says that there appeared an angel unto him who strengthened him. But it wasn't until the angel came to strengthen him that then it says that he was in great agony. And the sweat came. 
after he was strengthened. Baby, don't worry about what you don't have. When the time comes, the time called need, God will meet you at that place called need. Don't worry about what you don't have. If God says keep stepping forward, if God says keep moving forward, that's what you do. Because you know that whatever, you it's like a time release, my God power. Or really it's about a place release. So there are some things that can only be sent to you geo-spiritually. When you get to that geo, that land spot, that place, that time in your situation, you're there. And now it is required of you to don't worry about it. Just put one foot in front of the other and watch God give you the strength. Just open your mouth. You don't know what to say, but you're in the right place. You're at the right time. Open your mouth and God will speak through you. He'll give you what to say. My God. But you've got to stand in boldness. You've got to stand in holiness. Jesus realized that it was time to move Forward. Put away your sword, Peter. That's who it was. <sighs> that cut off the man's ear. Luke doesn't say it was Peter, but the other gospels let us know that it was Peter, the quick one, the one that was quick to pull on the sword. There's a time and a place for the sword, and the power is in knowing which time to do what. God will reveal it to you. I've come to tell you today, like Jesus, we must conquer the challenges that confront us in the year 2022 and he's already strengthened you for what you must do now and this is why in the word of the Lord as it speaks to Timothy it says stare up the gate God has put some blessings in you God has put some blessings in your path in your way God has put some power in you that you don't even know about you know why because it wasn't time to release it but when you get to that time and that place God is saying as he sent the word to, to, to Timothy through Paul says stir up the gift work it pull on it call on it and it will show up stir up the gift stir up the courage you don't need courage until you need courage and when you need courage, pull on it. When you need courage, my God, tap it. When you need courage, stir it up. Look at somebody say, stir it up, stir it up. You got to stir it up. You have the intellect. You have the wisdom. You have the power. You have the know-how. But you got to pull on it. You ever thought you didn't know what you were doing, but then you stopped and you focused? It was in you all the time. You just had to stir it up. We walk by faith and not by sight. Sometimes you got to come to yourself and say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I know this. Wait a minute, I know God is with me. Wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't have a sense that, that I'm going to die. I don't have a sense that this is, no, 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 I know. Put on the gift. Put on it. Watch God stretch you. People of God, it's time to move forward. Don't worry about Oh, well, this is happening. There's COVID happening. There's, 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 there's scarcity of products and, and money. There is no scarcity of products. There is no scarcity of money. It's right out there in the ocean. Ships are being stilled. They can't move, but they're there. You know where it is. 
in the time, 2020, I think it was over 400 and some billion dollars that the billionaires increased, the billionaires only, the billionaires increased by over 400 some billion dollars. There's no shortage of money. You just don't know how to get to it. But God will open your eyes. God will give you the wisdom. God will give it away. And stop thinking somebody's just going to bring it to you and drop it off. Look at somebody and tell them, you got to work for this thing. Tell them, you got to work for this. The Bible says if a man don't work, he should not eat. Get to work. Oh, you're going to like this one, I'm going to tell you. Look at somebody eyeball to eyeball and tell them, get to work. Oh, I thought I'd see a little more excitement. Look at them again and tell them, get to work. It's time to get to work. It's time to move forward. No one will be effective going forward while looking at the rear view mirror. Oh, they treated me so bad in 2021. Oh, in the last 10 years has been the worst in my life. Stop looking in the rear view mirror. Rear view mirrors are designed to help you back up or go back a short distance. What'd you say? Prove it. How many drove here today? Let me, let me see the hands of those that drove. How many drove here and it took a little while to get here? How many? Anybody over 10 minutes? If it took you more than 10 minutes to get to, get to church today, raise your hand. Well, that, that's <laughs> so you right around the corner. Rearview mirrors are only for short backup distance. Nobody drove here today over the highways and the byways, back it up. It's time to move forward. It's time to move forward. And I'm going to close. I'm going to close. I'm going to give you some keys. It's not the first time I said it. Because truth never changes. What does it take for you to get there? Because we talked about there, getting there. Jesus had to get to Calvary. He had to get to the cross. You have a destination that's set before you. Something to accomplish. Some place to go. How are you going to get there? Number one, write it down somebody. Say, trust God, trust God. You must learn to trust God even when you can't trace or track him. Jesus, it's going to be all right. The angel has come and he strengthened you. You don't know what's next. But after the angel strengthened him, as I said, that's when he went into greater anguish. But he was able to come out of his anguish and still serve the father, still do the father's business because it's all about transitioning to that place called there. You've got to get there. You've got to accomplish what God called you to do. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. The word of God lets us know that his ways are past finding out. There are some things that you're just not going to understand, but you know that it's God, so keep it moving forward. Look at somebody and tell them, 
Keep it moving forward. Keep it moving forward. Number two, y'all writing this down? Number two, watch this. Because there will be times that you want to quit. There will be times that you want to panic. Number two, resist the temptation to panic. And I specifically say temptation. Again, I revert back to the words of Christ who on two occasions told his disciples when they're with him, he says, he, he says, pray that you fall not into temptation. Pray that you not do the wrong thing because you've given in, because it looks too hard and you feel like you can't make it. it your success really has nothing to do about how you feel. It's based on the word of God, on the fact of God's truth. Resist the temptation to panic. Anybody, don't answer this. Don't answer this. Anybody panic in 2021? I know y'all did because you called me up and told me. Resist the urge. Resist the temptation to panic. You must proceed responsibly because there are others watching and they're observing you. You think you're out here by yourself. Somebody is watching you. Mark 4 and 36, when it talks about the disciples being the ship, it says, the, the last verse of that scripture says, and there were also with him other little ships. They weren't in the boat with them. They were in their individual ships, but they were close by. They were watching. They were observing. Somebody's watching you. And if you can't just do it for you, remember the ones that are looking on you. Remember the ones that are depending on you. And finally, and I'm going to leave you with this. Number three. Love the Lord with all of your heart, your soul, your intellect. And love him in your actions. Love him in your performance. Love him in your doing of his work, of his will. Mark 12 and 30 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy mind, and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment of the Lord. Love makes a difference. Jesus came. Because he loved us so much that he came to die in our place. He was challenged, but he conquered every challenge. God sent his only beloved son because he loved us. Picture that. Jesus loves me. That's not past tense. It's present tense. Jesus you. He loves us so much that he sent his son to shed his blood and his son was willing and yielded that we might have life and that abundantly forever and ever. Conquering the challenges we face. Everyone stand to your feet. I want to pray for you today.
I would love for it to be true and say to you, the year 2022 is just going to be a piece of cake. It's just going to be a walkthrough. But that's anti-scriptural. The days become harder and harder. The hearts of the wicked grow stronger against our Christ. Against our God. They've already begun to say, good is bad. And bad is good. They'll look at you and it'll be at midnight and they will say, no, it's bright outside. This is bright darkness right here. They will strive to twist the truth. Pray that you fall not into temptation. Pray, pray, pray that you will conquer every challenge. This is the will of God for you, young, middle-aged, old, and all. God wants you to have the victory. And that is why he sent his only begotten son, Jesus, the savior of the world, to save the world. He shed his blood for you and for me. He allowed himself to die a human death on Calvary. He died until it was finished, all so that you could finish with victory. Father, I pray for your person, your people now, every person under the sound of my voice, that Lord, you would release unto us strength, the ability to endure whatever comes our way. Father, we pray now asking that you would help us, that we fall not into temptation, but deliver us, dear God, from all evil. Bless us, help us, strengthen us, that we shall have the victory in every situation. Help us, Lord, to see your truth, regardless of what man says. Help us to see your truth, that we would walk with gladness and spiritual confidence, that we will walk in holiness following after you. Do it, Lord, I pray now. Father, I pray even now for those that do not know you as their Lord and Savior. Dear God, even now, as each one would repent, so save our souls. Order our footsteps and direct our path. Help us, dear God, to be strong in the time of temptation. Save us, O oh God from an eternal hell. Deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the glory and the power. And we bless your name in Jesus' name. If you receive that word, come on and give God your best praise.